The time is 2.09 and it's one, two, three show. And it's time for Cruz McElligan to join me for her weekly audio column. Good afternoon to you, Cruz. Good afternoon, Sadia. How are you doing on this absolutely beautiful day? Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's a lovely sun, but there's a lovely cool breeze as well, which mm. I love. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it is deceptive. I have found myself caught in the breeze today that I thought, oh, I'm cold. I'm cold. Yeah, yeah, Even it is quite cool. Shining. Absolutely. But it's nice. <laughs> it's not too bad at all. So how have you been keeping everything fine? Yes, I think so. I'm just keeping on keeping on. Um, it's been an interesting time, I think, for all of us in Hong mm, Kong mm. recently. And today, um, I would I would say that I am a very hopeful person. Um, I, I wouldn't say that, I, you know, I, I'm a pretty optimistic person, but I would say I have a lot of hope that we'll get through this, even mm. though I won't lie. I've been finding it all very, very mm. difficult. Yeah, it's um, been hard. It's a difficult time, absolutely. Um, but it's been an interesting kind of dynamic for myself recently with um, recognizing that I, I do... Um, well, what, to step back a bit, I recently listened to a wonderful talk from a pediatrician here in Hong Kong who is frontline helping with COVID and she took some time to speak to my children's kindergarten all about COVID-19 vaccinations and information and things like that. And she was very obviously very professional and shared lots of information, but something that stuck with me was right at the end of her talk and while she's on Zoom in her scrubs, fresh from the ward downstairs, you know, really in the thick of it, she said, you know... Um, to those here in Hong Kong, um, have a little bit of faith and hope because I know we'll get through this. Mm. And I remember just thinking, like, for this person who is exhausted, yeah. who is really like all our amazing frontline healthcare workers, right, are really being pushed to their true limits mm. and beyond them, I think, at this point. And for her to share that message of hope. Um, really resonated with me, you know, and I thought, yeah, you know what, I'm going to have some hope and I'm going to I'm going to have some hope that we will get through this and things will be back to normal. Now, OK, that all sounds very lovely and motivational and uplifting, <laughs> but I've found lately, um, of course, people are under so much pressure. Everyone is very stressed, very frustrated, very confused. A lot of people I know are leaving Hong Kong or have left Hong Kong forever or temporarily. Um, and sometimes I find myself thinking, am I hopeful or am I naive? <laughs> you know, it's mm, quite hard. Hope yeah. is quite a challenging thing to have. Yes. Um, and I, I'd, I'd like to think I'm hopeful, but in, in a sense of doing a bit of a sense check on myself and my sanity, I thought I'd look a little bit into the nature of hope from a scientific and psychological perspective to kind of examine it and see if it's actually something that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, to, to have hope when confronted with a very difficult situation. So that's what we're talking about okay. today. It might be a bit personal to ask you this, Sadia, but do, would you say you are a person with hope? Well, do you have any hopes for the future? Well, generally, I'm an optimistic person. I mean, you know, I will sort of maybe complain about bits and pieces here and there, but at the end of the day, I always feel like there's a reason for everything. Even things that we go through, even the kind of challenges that we face, we come out of it stronger and there is always a reason behind it. We, we realise later, perhaps, what the reason was. It may not be visible 
so clearly at that time when we're going through it. So yes, I would say that, you know, I do, uh, it's the glass full, half full, frankly, compared to, you know, half empty. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I, ha- I have hope and I have faith as well. So I feel like, oh. you know, there's always a reason and, and we must just bear with it. Beautiful. Okay, good. Well, then at least um, you'll understand some of the places I'm mm. coming from today. Mm-hmm. Um, so first, let's define hope. Well, hope is an optimistic state of mind that's based on an expectation of positive outcomes with respect to events and circumstances in one's life or at the world at large. Quite a long definition, mm. right? Mm. So as a verb, its definitions include expect with confidence and to cherish a desire with anticipation. Okay, now... So say you were saying, I hope I will win the lottery, right? <laughs> that, that would actually be a wish that you have. Um, hoping to have a good day today, that's being optimistic, right? Mm-hmm. Now, so there's different ways that we can kind of define it. Now, there's social science researchers at Arizona State University Center for the Advanced Study and Practice of Hope. That exists. That place exists. And they've noted that having hope is actually harder work than we may think. There are, they are at this study. They are unpacking the ways in which different populations conceive of hope and explore how having higher hopes can actually improve our health and well-being. So what hope means in psychology hope is a cognitive practice that involves the intentional act of setting goals and working toward them with purpose so one of the scientists um involved in the study has said you know hopeful people are able to set goals identify ways to reach their goals and feel as though they can do the work to achieve those goals so in the context of hong kong at the moment you know it's like well i can do what's being asked of me to socially distance or adjust my my life to try to meet this hopeful end, which is that it's a return to life as we once knew it. Say, mm. for example, right? That's mm. the pipeline, dream and hope. Now, um, there's, it's important to know that there's a difference between hope and blind optimism. So hope is an active process. Dreams and optimism are just belief structures. So when you're an optimistic person, like I think both of us are, you know, you believe things in the world will turn out fine no matter what happens. But optimists and, you know, optimistic people see the hot glass half full. But hopeful people go a step further and ask how they can fill the glass full. This oh. is what one of the sen- people have said from the center, one of the studies. Yes. So they say because optimism doesn't really require a person to do anything, it can sometimes be almost like a form of toxic positivity. Like everything's okay, everything's okay, everything's okay. But the, the working scientific definition of hope, hope can only do good for a person. So hopeful people cannot wish things into existence. Hope requires a person to take responsibility for their wants and desires and take action in working towards them. So just like optimistic people see the glasses half full, but, you know, hopeful people are going to try and ask how they can fill the glass half full, right? Mm. How can they get themselves closer to that hope? What's really interesting is that they've found that hope has a lot of impact on different people from different backgrounds. So one of the center's ongoing um, projects is looking at populations of first-year university students. And the research has shown that more hopeful students are better off in terms of their health and ability to tackle future challenges. Um, Students that have more hope do better in school and have more developed social and emotional skills and foster stronger connections with their peers. Um, So the the strategy of hope is fairly robust in its real-world impact. It's not really a squishy science. So increased hope has been shown to be more effective than many mental health interventions in youth populations. And um, even as experts in the field, they often get surprised time and again by the impact and results 
that hope interventions can have on the populations they're implemented in. And of course, hope is not easy. Like if you're in a very, very dire situation, if you haven't got a lot of reason to be optimistic, if things have not worked out in your life or for you recently or in, in as far back as you can remember, it would be very difficult to have hope, absolutely. Mm. But it is very interesting to see that if you... If you, that, that those who are able to have hope, who have hope brought into their lives or to, to, to foster a sense of hope, which is like looking forward to something in anticipation and working towards that feeling of taking positive steps to do it, it can have a really, really big, um, really meaningful and impactful uh, effect on them, which is really interesting. Um, so they're finding this all the time. Now, if we think about how do we have hope, um, it's very difficult to have hope in a bit of I think it's also about having to understand a little bit about your context as well. Mm. Um, I know I'm sure you know this feeling. I know this feeling. Sometimes I feel like everywhere I look, um, a lot of people have a lot of anger at the moment, mm-hmm. which is understanding, uh, understandable because things are quite scary. And often when we're really afraid, we feel very angry and we, we respond to our fear by being angry. Um, but there are things that we can be doing to try and get our hopes up in a way um and uh firstly it's like taking small steps for long-term success so thinking about what you can just do today that yeah. you can accomplish um even if that is just um not doing much <laughs> mm. but knowing that you're you know you're taking positive actions um making sure you're checking in with yourself um and asking yourself if you are excited about the future ahead of you and if your actions are leaving them in leading you there or that they're they're not you know, that's a good thing to assess as well. Mm-hmm. Um, consider the context. So uh, the scientific team behind this encourage people to consider the cultural context where they live and evaluating how hopeful they are. So that might also mean that um, we do see something similar to hope in every culture. And because part of that is because the human condition is designed to look forward, right? Um, so that's very interesting. Of course, like, hope will look different in religious communities, but mm-hmm. secular communities and everything else. True. And it will also have, um, it's also been shown to have a very big positive impact in medical patient communities as well, which is really relevant right now for people who have either, um, are either fearful of contracting COVID, have contracted COVID, have lost family members to COVID. It's a very, very difficult time. Um, so yeah, so it's very, um, but then of course, remembering that hope takes practice. Um, even researchers even the researchers who are studying hope, which is what you think would be a very happy, optimistic line mm. of inquiry, mm. admit that they don't always practice what they preach to others, you know, that hope is really hard and that there is times when you might not have as much hope as you want to, you know, that little setbacks in life, applying for something and not getting accepted, uh, trying to uh, create a goal for yourself that you don't, um, you don't meet. So it's very difficult. Another thing is to foster a culture of hope. And I think this is where it's yeah, important this is for people important. to, yeah, yeah to, to band together a little bit. Um, and I know for myself, I've had to set some boundaries around very angry social media platforms mm. and conversations and just tell myself, you know, I, I, I can, und- I, I empathize with the frustration, the fear, the anger, the confusion, all of those emotions. I empathize with them. I understand them, but I'm going to choose to try and foster a culture of hope and surround myself with other people um, that can support and uplift one another because that's how you're going to have hope. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it's a really important thing in our communities to foster a sense of hope. Um, and, you know, it's that idea, again, about having responsibility, not pulling the ladder up behind you, but instead um, let the hardships that you've gone through inform the idea that, you know, success belongs to everyone and sharing in that hope as well. 
Um, so it's quite it's quite an interesting, um, complicated thing. Now, what mm-hmm. I really love is that it's come quite close to here in Hong Kong. We have a tiny stake in Hope Research, um, which is really fascinating. Um, mm. So there was actually a study done um, in in a Hong Kong university. I can't remember which one. I've lost a note. Um, <laughs> anyway, but. Um, it also started, so there was, to take a step back, there was a recent study with Chinese psychologists found out that hope actually protects the brain against anxiety and expanded our understanding of how that may be happening. Because hope is considered a stable personality trait, and um, this is what uh, the psychologists reasoned, they might be able to figure out where in the brain they can find hope functioning. So they were, not, they were able not only to pinpoint where hope might potentially reside within the brain, but realized how hope may be shielding the brain from the effects of anxiety. And the scientists defined hope as an important topic in positive psychology, referring to an individual's goal-oriented expectations that include, include both their agency, which is their desire to achieve goals, and pathways, finding ways to achieve them. So the researchers used fMRI imaging on 231 high school students in Chengdu, China, who were tested according to questionnaires using the HOPE scale and this anxiety test. And they analyzed all of the detail and they found that the presence of the HOPE trait was related to lower, um, lower low frequency fluctuations of values in the uh, cortex of the brain. It's very complicated, but basically the region involved in reward-related procession, the production of motivation, solving problems, and goal-orientated behavior. That's where they found HOPE. So all of those other qualities were connected to where they were finding hope in the brain. And so this, um, the study provided the first evidence for functional brain substrate underlining the trait hope and revealed a potential mechanism that the trait hope mediates the protective role of spontaneous brain activity against anxiety. So it's kind of an interesting idea when you Gosh, think about it. Yeah. yeah. And then in 2011, a study from a Malaysian and Hong Kong scientist showed the link between having greater hope and reduced anxiety and depression in cancer patients. So this was a study that was done in Hong Kong, and it was not clear, however, whether hope caused less anxiety or people with less anxiety were more hopeful. But it was a study that they were they were looking at here in Hong Kong, and they did look at and see the effects of hope. Um, That's incredibly in that interesting. My goodness. Yeah. yeah. So it's a very, um, not to sound very um, blue sky thinking, although mm. today would definitely be the day for it with that sunshine. <laughs> but um, I think it's just an interesting idea in the context of the fact that it has been such a long time that we have been living with COVID-19 in our lives and things, you know, just as soon as we think that things might be getting back to normal, we find our yeah. wings clipped that little bit more. Yeah. And it's very difficult. It's very difficult to see, like, what comes next and to be hopeful about what comes next. And especially if you're not surrounded by people who are also hopeful or people who are struggling to find hope, which is very understandable. Um, but I just kept coming back to that, um, that, that image of this wonderful doctor in her scrub, so tired, just telling this group of strangers that she'd taken time from her lunch break to educate about how to keep themselves and their children safe. And she was just telling everyone, just try and have some hope. Mm. I really know we'll get through this. 
And it really stuck with me. And I think that it's going to be, it's a bit of an internal battle at the moment, I think, for everyone to find that hope in ourselves. Mm. I know I'm struggling with it a lot. I'm not sure about you. Yeah, but I I think it it is. It is incredibly hard. But the thing is, if we fight against it, if we fight that, oh, no, there's no hope, if we have this kind of doom and gloom, that will just get us deeper into that pit, I feel that you know there's because we have no choice we have to just Mm. go with the flow and the only way we can go with it is by just being positive about it and hoping that okay this will get better it will get better you know it's hard isn't it but it's very complex it's amazing some of the things that you mentioned but it is something to think about that even though it seems a bit it might seem a bit fluffy and a Mm. bit naive and i've definitely had people call me out and call me naive recently i think it makes absolute sense i think we'll get through this um, but it's still, you realize it's a really active practice. Um, I want to finish on something today, Sadia, mm-hmm. which is, um, which is a letter, actually, mm-hmm. um, a famous letter. Um, a man, a very distressed man, once wrote a letter to E.B. White, um, uh, the author, mm-hmm. and he was lamenting that he had, um, which this was in 1973, <clears throat> and he was lamenting that he had lost his faith in humanity the man Mm -hmm. and the beloved author E.B. White was a very masterful letter writer but a professional celebrator of the human condition and it took upon him he took upon himself to boost the man's sunken heart with a short but infinitely beautiful um, reply and the letter is absolutely gorgeous and I thought I would read it today Mm -hmm. in the hopes that maybe somebody it's definitely given me some hope this letter um so i thought i'd share it with with you today sadia mm-hmm. and so the letter was um addressed to dear mr nadir and he said eb white said as long as there is one upright man as long as there is one compassionate woman the contagion may spread and the scene is not desolate hope is the thing that is left to us in a bad time i shall get up sunday morning and wind the clock as a contribution to order and steadfastness. Sailors have an expression about the weather. They say, the weather is a great bluffer. I guess the same is true of our human society. Things can look dark, then a break shows in the clouds and all is changed, sometimes rather suddenly. It is quite obvious that the human race has made a queer mess of life on this planet. But as, pe- as a people, we probably harbor seeds of goodness that have lain for a long time, waiting to sprout when the conditions are right. Man's curiosity, his relentlessness, his inventiveness, his ingenuity have led him into deep trouble. We can only hope that these same traits will enable him to claw his way out. Hang on to your hat, hang on to your hope, and wind the clock, for tomorrow is another day. Sincerely, E.B. White. Oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah, I really thought it was nice. a very beautiful letter. That's so. lovely. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that was lovely. I don't know where you dug that out from, but that was brilliant. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> no, very in, amazingly um, complex stuff there. You, I think, you know, we tend to be quite um, offhand about it sometimes, where you say, no, you know, just have hope. It'll be all right. Don't worry about it. But you don't realise that actually there is a trigger there in your brain. And, and I think this research is amazing. It sounds fantastic. That, oh, you incredible. know, there is a correlation yeah. there, isn't there? 
And um, and I think it's important. And I think the, one of the most important things is that, that you mentioned, really, was this whole thing about, you know, people around you. If everyone had that same positivity, then things would be much easier for, for us to cope with what's going on at the moment, you know. And also, perhaps putting your life in perspective. I know we're having a very difficult time here in Hong Kong, but mm. we only have to switch on the TV and look at the news, they look at Ukraine and people who are walking out of their homes. I mean, the most, um, you know, the, the picture that I saw, which had this kind of significance of hope as well, was I saw this picture on Facebook, which was to do with Ukraine, to show that a whole about five or six kids' strollers were left mm. for, you know, by, by the Polish... To, for the Ukrainian ladies who ran out with their children without even having, uh, you know, their prams and their strollers. And, and that, to me, was like hope that, look, you know, there's always somebody there trying to help Absolutely. you. And, Absolutely. And whatever you're going through, that, you know, we're all going through our different stories, aren't we? And um, yeah. it's quite difficult, but each of us have to deal with it different ways. Absolutely, Sadia. So I hope that I, ho I hope, I hope, I do hope, <laughs> I do hope that, um, uh, that, you know, that people find some hope or try to spend a little bit of time. It's very difficult to cultivate some hope, but I have hope we will get through this. I do. I think a beautiful sunny day like this reminds yeah. us of what, how lucky we are and the fact that we can have some hope. Um, and the science backs it up. So yeah. what are we going to do? That's right. And I think it's also just, we just all need to be positive for each other because there are people who are obviously being isolated at the moment and they Absolutely. may be with their family members and they've got to do this and it can be very hard. And, and so it's just being strong through that. Thank you very much, Cruz. Look forward to having you back on the show next week. All right. No you problem. Take care. Take care, Sadia. All right. Take care. See you then. Bye.